hey, do you have a micro penis? This is the podcast for you. This is the only sports podcast where we talk about beer and misconnections from your area. My name's Waterhog. Welcome to the show. We're joined by Gigi, Fab, and Boo Boo. What's up, boys? Hey, what's going on? I feel like the micro penis was the way to start the show, and I just really wanted to kick it off with that. You know, get our core audience engaged. Takes one to know one. I thought you were gonna say we talk about beer, micro peni, and sports or something. <laughs> is that the is, it, is that the plural for penis? <laughs> penal? Is it penal or peni? It's like a cactus, right? It's like the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska. Yeah. Lee <laughs> hashtag educated. <laughs> Well, you're going to learn something on the show today, boys. Let's drink some beer. Let's talk about sports and obviously misconnections. So what is up? What kind of beers are we drinking today? Fab, what do you got for us? I've got from Latitude 33, the Cold Craft Light Lager. Color scheme, very reminiscent of a Corona can, silver, blue, yellow, gold, if you will. Uh, It's refreshing, clean, and crushable. So this is a standard, you know, 12-ounce aluminum can of beer that supposedly once i finish it is crushable it's a light lager complex and process it's big for us buffalo folk but made for simplicity so i'm excited about it did you say how many uh, uh the alcohol volume on that one i did not let's see oh we're, we're light uh 4.2 that's not bad i mean everything you described that's kind of like the alcohol yeah. like that's the region you want to be in that's maybe a get it up to five but yeah it's standard american yeah. light lager yeah I'll take 4.2 when my team's down by 20 at half. Because, you, you know, go. I'm not committed to getting super drunk at that point, you know. 4.2 is good. Because there's still a chance of a miracle comeback. Exactly. And you want to be ready to go. Be like, go. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. Yeah, I agree. Jeej, what do you got, man? I'm starting off with a Orange Avenue Wit from Coronado Brewing Company. I believe you're familiar Ooh. with this one. Yeah, I've had a couple of kegs. A couple of kegs. <laughs> <laughs> Easy drinking wheat beer brewed with honey and spices. Ooh, I kind of like that. Uh, it's delicious beer. Kind of reminds me of Blue Moon. Would you say that uh, to be true? Yeah, I'd say it's the microbrewery version of a Blue Moon. Do you need an orange for that, Jeej? No, I I don't drink them with orange. Uh, don't fruit your beer unless it's a shitty Mexican beer that you have to. But uh, Orange Avenue Wit, there's plenty of orange flavor in it already, so no yeah. need to fruit it. Got it. I love it, man. Boobs, what's up? Welcome back to the pod. We've missed you, man. What are you drinking and what's going on? Hey, thanks for having me back, Hog. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you guys too. Um, So I was super underprepared for this podcast and my fridge is actually super low on uh, beer. So I am actually drinking a gin and tonic right now. Hell yeah. New it. So new Amsterdam (laughs) gin. Um, It's uh, your finest uh, bottom shelf gin. And then... uh, topped off with a little Schweppes tonic water with uh, obviously quinine because the mosquitoes are heavy out here. So you want to kind of mitigate that. So yeah. that's why I'm drinking the, uh, the old G and T. Two fun things about your drink there. Schweppes, obviously a great word to say, just super fun. It rolls off the tongue. I love that word Schweppes. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it, I love how you said your, your finest bottom shelf liquor. I feel like when I want to be kind of a jackass or flirt with a bartender, um, I say that. Give me your finest bottom shelf liquor. You know, you look like a kind of a suave dirt bag. You know, it's like a lower class, uh, lower class like gentleman. Yeah. So, which <laughs> is right in my wheelhouse. It's a, such a good flex. All right, boys, let's crack these beers and drink them up. Do you have to be wearing a fedora when you say that? It's almost a necessity. I feel right. That's it's in the book. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone's like cracking beers and drinking. Yeah, Milady. A fedora oh, or one of those uh, uh, LL Cool J hats, you know, the, the Kangol or whatever they call it. Oh, them. yeah, Bruce Arians, big Kangol guy. Yeah, Samuel yeah. L, big Kangol guy. Yeah, not to be confused with Kegels. Very close, yeah. but di- very different. I was, I was, uh, that's why it took me a little while to search for that word because I almost said the other <laughs> Kegel, Kangol, whatever. Yeah. I forgot to uh, bring this up. So my beer, I'm drinking the Elysian. Big, almost not the space dust. I know we like the space dust in the show. This is the Elysian Contact Haze. It's a hazy IPA. I have a theme of beers. I'm drinking all hazy beers today. But um, don't be too excited. This is not super strong. I think it's only 6%, which is not normally my wheelhouse. Normally I'm a little bit higher than that. Uh, but I think it's, yeah, 6% alcohol by volume. So it's a decent beer, I think. I've had it a couple times. I don't really remember how they were but let's get this kicked off with some beat or leet beat or leet fab you're going last because i keep messing up your awesome intro so we're gonna, we're gonna do gg real quick gg you got a beat or leet for me i got a beat and a leet but they're the same thing so last week pj tour is back at colonial for the charles schwab challenge yes i put a uh, a unit on a few guys to win outright. So before the tournament starts, you, the favorite was Rory at plus 800, so 8 to 1. I had Colin Morikawa at plus 3,400 to win outright. So the reason why it's my beat <laughs> and not just my beat, it's my beat because if you watch the tournament, he got into the extra hole shootout against Daniel Berger. So Tied for the top, tied for first at the end of the tournament. Go to an extra hole, sudden death, and he has a putt to t- to tie Berger for the hole to move on to the next one. Putt goes three quarters away in the hole and lips out. So that's a beat because that was going to be a sweet little payday for me. But it's also elite because bad beats in real sports are back, and I am so <laughs> pumped. Yes, about that. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. That's silver lining right there. Yeah, silver lining. What, what, for the audience that is not super savvy on betting, could you explain really quickly, Jeej, what plus 3,400 means or in layman's terms? It's basically 34 to 1 odds. So if you bet 100 bucks, you win 3,400 if it pays out. Okay. So I was feeling fantastic about it because I put more than $1 on it and ended up not working out. But it was a, uh, it was a great time to watch. And I, I was pumped the entire tournament because he was playing well. And just back at it this week at the RBC in Hilton Head. Do you have a lock of the week maybe for <laughs> some golf later? Or could you maybe fabricate one in the next 30 minutes for a segment? Maybe uh, the Jeej? So the k- tournament started today, unfortunately. I, if we had potted oh, wow. last night, I would give a couple of outrights. But um, I'll come up with something. for. Uh, I'll, you can still bet on the tournament winner even though the first round's over. So I'll, I'll come up with something for you. Sounds good. Fab, are you ready? Do you have a beat or elite, man? Uh, flipping through my notes here. Hi. Uh, yep, there it is. All right, cool. I have a beat and a elite. All right, one beat, one elite, uh, if you guys will have them. My beat is a familiar topic. I think I've brought them up a few times, but uh, the Buffalo Sabres as an organization, specifically the ownership group of the Terry and Kim Pagula, 
Yep. They've owned the Sabres for nine years. The Sabres have missed the playoffs for nine years. They are oh. one more missing the playoff season away from tying the all-time NHL record for consecutive missed playoffs of 10. Prior to the Pagulas owning the Sabres, the team had never missed the playoffs for more than three years in a row. Three weeks ago, Kim Pagula announced that Jason Botterill, the general manager of the Sabres, would be staying on because the fans did not want him to, but as Kim Pagula put it, they had information and were aware of some inner workings that the fans were not. So she got uh, flamed on a little bit for that remark because she was essentially patronizing the fans, telling them that they're stupid, that they don't know what's going on, and that they are smart. Obviously, the team is a dumpster fire. They missed the playoffs this year when 22 teams were going to make it. And uh, so everyone's like, what could these inner workings be? And just recently, yesterday, the Sabres announced that they were, in fact, firing Jason Botterill, along with 21 other members of the hockey operations and scouting department, including the head coach of the Rochester Americans, the minor league developmental team for the Sabres. Oh, my God. Yeah, so in three weeks, keep in mind, with zero hockey games played, no real transactions made, and the NHL draft having not occurred, the Pagulas went from knowing more than the fans and wanting to keep this guy to firing him and then promoting a guy from within the organization who is a former NHL player and has been around the Sabres organization for a while, but within the last year, his job was teaching five-year-olds how to ice skate. He was the director of the youth program for the Buffalo Sabres. Like literally the guy probably wearing like a black track suit, holding a hockey stick with giant gloves on, skating around an ice rink, trying to get kids not to fall into each other. Kevin Adams is a new GM. Uh, He's never been a general manager before, but I mean, why would we expect him not to succeed? Uh, And the beauty of it all was that after they announced the firing of Botterill, they had a Zoom call, much like this one, to discuss it with the media. They had Kevin Adams on, along with Ralph Kerger, the uh, head coach, and then uh, Terry and Kim Pagula, the owners, and then the media would call in and ask questions. Immediately after that Zoom call, Kevin Adams' first assignment as general manager was to fire 21 members of the organization. The Pagulas did not do it. They made Kevin Adams do it. And they did it after the press conference so they wouldn't get asked any questions about it. They're so incompetent that they fired their director of IT and then realized he wasn't supposed to be fired and brought him back the next day. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he got fired by mistake, which I don't understand how it's by mistake. And then I'm guessing like (laughs) Terry Pagula forgot how to log into his Windows 95 computer or something. And uh, they needed to bring this guy back. No, you can't. He realized you can't ever fire an IT guy. He has all the yeah. dirt. Every single email anyone's ever sent, he's re- yep. saved. So, well, I think Terry Terry Pagula Pagula, those that. would be telegrams and faxes that he's. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if he's got an email. But anyway, the Sabres are a dumpster. They're just a terrible organization right now. Uh, yes, they've never won a Stanley Cup in the past, but it sure looks like they're not going to win one in any point in the near future. So uh, just beat on them. And it's too bad because Buffalo consistently ranks as like one of the top five markets for hockey. If you look at the Nielsen ratings for live sports when the Stanley Cup or even any of the playoffs are on, Buffalo's always like number two or number three. And this is obviously without the Sabres being in the playoffs at all. So they That's, love hockey up there and uh, they have a shit team to show for it. Fucking dysfunction, man. That yeah. The firing of the IT guy is probably the greatest nugget I think you've pulled on this show. 
And that is so depressing. It's so sad to hear like that. Yeah. It's even with like Chris Taylor, the head coach of the minor league team, the Rochester Americans, supposedly with the former GM, Jason Botterill had a two year extension verbally agreed upon. And uh, the Pagolas are not honoring that. And they just fired him, meaning that he loses his health insurance and he has a special needs kid. So it's pretty depressing all around. That's such a, like a Michael Scott move. You guys ever watch yeah. the office, you know, like, I feel like that's like some like fake fire, like accidentally fire the wrong person. Dude, yep. <laughs> it's uh, so anyway, and this is the same organization that had the uh, names of alumni spelled incorrectly on the back of jerseys at an alumni night game a few months ago. So moving on to my lead, uh, staying in the great Northeast, specifically the AFC East. What do I find elite? when premier blue chip talent leaves opposite teams in the AFC East. We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking Rob Gronkowski. We're talking Minka Fitzpatrick getting his way out of Miami. And now Jamal Adams getting out of the New York Jets. Technically out of New Jersey. Some people would say New York. We all know that they play in East Rutherford. But, yeah, he's, like I said, top five safety in the league, a superstar game changer. Definitely the best player on the Jets' defense. You say, yes, the best player on the Jets, period. So anytime that they're going to lose a premier talent like that, I mean, hopefully it tears the locker room apart a little bit more. Uh, Adam Gase, I think, is doing a phenomenal job over there of just being really bug-eyed and making terrible decisions (laughs) and ensuring that Sam Darnold never reaches his full potential. So I'd just like to see them because the Dolphins have gotten better this offseason and the Patriots still have Belichick. So it's good to know that the Jets are going to, you know, stay where they are or maybe even go down a little bit more. So, the, the, good the on Jets them. are going to jet, man. Yeah. God, that's the greatest. Oh, I so love yeah, it. I'm all about Jamal Adams getting traded. Big fan. <sighs> where do you and think I hope he goes? He, uh, there have been a lot of connections to him and the Cowboys. I think, I think he's publicly said he wants to go there. It yeah. makes sense. Jerry Jones is always down for a slash move. And I think – as of right now, they still have the cap room. Like the Chiefs are up against the cap pretty bad, so there's no way that they could like take on his contract and sign him to an extension. So yeah, I would I would put my money on the Cowboys. He had that list of teams, and it was like all good playoff teams and the Texans. <laughs> I was like, I was like, why the fuck would you add the Texans there? And the, well, the best part was people were like, they could have traded uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, and a slice of bread for him maybe, but yep. uh, nope, <laughs> they got David Johnson. But why would you want to go to the Cowboys? The Texans actually make the playoffs. Is this going to push the Cowboys Ooh. over the 8-8 eight eight mark? It could. It could be that difference maker on the defense. I mean, if we look around the rest of the NFC East, the Redskins are not going anywhere. The Giants are – and the Eagles back their way into the playoffs. Yes, they beat the Cowboys en route. Yeah, but that, get, that gets them the, the division probably. Some the, has uh, to yeah, go. Division, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, But is the safety that much of a game changer? I don't know. I don't know. When you have an elite safety and you have a pretty solid defense and the rest, because if it's just Jamal Adams, like, yes, you can game plan around him and don't move him into the box for run support and stuff, but you can always throw to the other side of the field. He takes away half the field. Yeah. When you have a good defense with a game-changing safety, like, you know, every Troy Palomalu who can fly around the field and cause interceptions and fumbles and all that, those guys I do believe change the game because, I don't know, maybe it was just – when I was growing up and really watching football, it always seemed like there was an every pick six or some kind of interception that won the game for the Ravens. Yeah. So Sabies can make an impact. They're not, you know, left tackles, quarterbacks, or shut down 
cornerbacks or defensive ends, but there I could see value in that position. I think those ball hawking safeties you, you referred to all all great players and Hall of Famers, but they rely on a front four that can get to the quarterback. And if that if whatever team he goes to can't get to the quarterback, the safety's kind of left out to dry because he's not as good of an athlete potentially as the corners are, the quickness wise. But I think front four, you look at the Ravens teams, the Steelers teams, you know, those those guys always got to the quarterback. So it made the secondary's job a lot easier when you have to cover for four or five seconds. Yep. Yeah. And those guys can freelance more and jump on routes and reads yep. knowing yeah. that the quarterback isn't going to have an extra pump fake. I would love to see them get like a David Johnson type, somebody else on just an exorbitant overpaid contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be great. All you right. Lev Bell. <laughs> a little Lev Bell there. Yeah. Another, another yeah, second Lev Bell, James uh, Conner. Like maybe, maybe the Jaguars could sign Leonard Fournette to like a three year, $40 million deal and then trade him to the Jets. That would be, I would love that. A classic great. sign and trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jaggies. Oh, poor Jaggies. Uh, man. All right. How, how was the beers, boys? Uh, and, and boobs, how was the gin and tonic? Oh, the GNT was delicious. Uh, through the first one, uh, don't have to work tomorrow. So, probably going to dip into another one here. Not <laughs> <laughs> me. Living your best life, Boo Boo. Boo that's what I got next because I had to slow down on my beers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you, boys. I, uh, I'm, I'm killing this. Uh, what is this one called again? Contact Haze. I'm loving it, dude. I'm telling you, it, it may have a little Mandarin. I should probably read the label. Uh, but it's fucking awesome. It's a really good beer. Smooth. Super smooth. So uh, how was that uh, Cornada Brewing Company Orange Avenue Wit? Oh, this one? It was delicious. It's uh, empty as well. Um, <laughs> very smooth. Hefeweizen. I'm not usually a big hef guy, but I have a uh, rising scale here that my three beers are. So I started with the easiest one to drink. Moving on to the next one now. So, And Fab yourself? I like the Latitude 33. It uh, it tastes different than the other lagers I'm used to. I think it would, I'd say it has a bit more flavor than, you know, a Coors Light or Bud Light or something of that nature. It's good though. It is cold. I can tell that it was cold crafted. Oh, you can just, <laughs> you can just tell. Well, uh, boobs, I'm assuming you're just drinking G&Ts all night, right? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, debatable um i might have to slow it down and uh um so i he, like he I said, might have to push into the morning as well i think yeah. it's my 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 fridge is uh pretty low so i had uh i had miller lights in there mm. some uh costco beer and then uh i'm gonna say these are for my wife but uh so i got some truly's in there so i might have to pop into a truly here in just a wrong. second we're not a seltzer shaming podcast booth. yeah i know yeah we're, we're not pro so, or against seltzer here well yeah yeah sells neutral gg and bonk are pro seltz that's Hard true pro I, I guess we were we could be pro we're pro seltz in this podcast <laughs> I, so, came on last time and drank three seltzers so yeah it was three cells too for seabone so yeah yeah so i i think i'm popping into a truly lime next uh five percent right. abv i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh you know where these are made but uh yeah should be pretty good boo boo nice. you mentioned a uh, kirkland signature beer I, I did yeah that made by kirkland signature 
No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So the Costco special. Um, is it actually yeah. a Costco beer? It's a Costco beer. Yeah. Not, I didn't it. know they had that. No, it's I didn't fucking have it. Aw- Dude, it is awesome. And I, knew th- I, I have like what's every. The, uh, what's the name brand equivalent? Is it Bud Light um, or Coors or something? No. So they, the, the, the ones I have uh, are, it's like a combo pack. So there's a IPA, an APA, a session, and then a dark, uh, a, a dark ale. Um, and it's pretty much just kind of a generic brand. So I would compare. I would compare the IPA. I don't know. It's really hard. I'm not going to compare it to any, like any name brand stuff. Cause I particularly like, you know, stone and Elysian IPAs, but uh, I wouldn't put them on the same level, but they're, they're pretty decent. I've only ever had their like Coors light version and it's dude, you get like a 36 pack or something stupid cause it's Costco, but it's like 12 bucks. It's cheaper than soda. It's yeah. I buy, I buy their liquor to stock my bar with like when I'm not, I don't drink it neat, but like their vodka is is just as good as like Grey Goose, and it's like twenty dollars for a bottle. Yeah, Grey yeah. Goose is like one hundred percent. Yeah, and if Costco and Amazon ever join forces, take over the world. I'm in absolutely both membership services. That's right. I'm uh, I'm drinking a hazy little thing. I've had it before on the show. I'm not going to review it. Uh, fucking awesome hazy IPA. So I have three hazy beers tonight. That's what I'm drinking next. Yeah. Imagine a Costco Prime where they create their own uh, video content, like a Costco-produced Netflix series. Oh, God. Don't they already have a <laughs> small like, superstore or something? It would be like, yeah, it would be like The Office, but something slightly different, but it's just <laughs> as funny. Costco's coming out with golf clubs now. They made a 100% milled putter that rivals like a, a Scotty Cameron, which is like a $400 putter, and they sell it for 100 30 bucks or something. God bless. It's amazing. Yeah. I love you. Do you think they'll get somebody on tour to play with Costco? No, they're not going to pay anyone to play it, but maybe a up on a rising star on the corn Ferry tour might bag it for a tournament to see, you know how it works, but it's a putter is a putter, like hundred percent milled stainless steel. There's only one way you can make that. So yeah, not it ain't much different boys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's golf science. All right, Jeej, uh, what's your second one? I got the Mermaid's Hoppy Red from a, the same brewery, Coronado Burn Company. It's a it's a stark difference, you know, from the Orange Avenue Wit, I would say. So I'm going from orange to red. The colors no, are similar, the tastes are not. But uh, it's, it's a multi-red, but it does have a little hoppy character to it, so I actually like it a lot. Um, little different a little different you don't you don't see a lot of hoppy reds so it's not it's not ipa level hops or anything but it's a nice red ale i love it i I hear fabs in the fridge over there what's up man what are you getting (laughs) i was uh grabbing the reserve my second one this is a uh two-town cider house made marion blackberry hard cider six percent Ooh, that's hot dude a hard cider blackberry hard six ripe and juicy Ooh. Delicious. I turn my so is it is it uh, violet in color or what's uh oh, oh yeah, yeah. So we're through the rainbow. It's literally violet. How did you know? So so I, I, I was no no no. I was just wondering if we're working through the rainbow. So G just had what red and orange. He's got violet. We're working on the Roy G Biv yeah. uh, <laughs> scenario. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Roy G Biv reference on three beers too. You're welcome. I think that's the name of the podcast right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. 
Oh, that's a yeah, great Peterson observation. Roy G. Biv, that's just goes hand in hand. Uh, Jeege, you have a map readily available to scroll in and out of and then pick. Uh, hey, firm. Can you throw something at something? I don't know. Yeah, it's in the dark right now, but I'm going to do it. Send it. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be back. <laughs> he just stands up, fucking throws something on the map. <laughs> He's gone, folks. He's gone forever. We lost him to the darkness. Yep. Thailand has him now. There he is. Boys, we got a, another great Midwestern town. They Indianapolis. Oh, Yo. Indianapolis. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited for Indy. How many Andrew Luck references? <laughs> the book club. Is he? I think he's just gone from their minds, honestly. <laughs> How many St. Elmo's Steakhouse references? Mm. We are about to find out. Fab, There's are you pro- up to finding some misconnections in Indy? Oh, yeah. I will scour the streets of the uh, former RCA Dome, now Lucas Oil Stadium, to uh, find the best that Indianapolis has to offer. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, roundtable discussions here while Fab does his work there. Please jump in, Fab, if you have anything uh, to add here. But, oh, uh, I will. Did you, you guys see the uh, NBA's newest proposal? We've talked about it once before, but... Going to Disneyland, right? You win the championship, you go to Disneyland. How about you go to Disneyland before you win the championship and you live in a bubble? And uh, how do you guys feel about the whole bubble situation as it pertains to the NFL? Uh, a lot of you know experts in the field with COVID say that the NFL season may or may not happen unless there is a bubble. So I think first thing first, NFL teams are way bigger Person, just not not just the actual players, but the coaching staff, trainers, weight, the strength coaches, all these guys that are involved with the team doctors. The footprint is so much bigger than the NBA. Yeah, I think that's going to be a huge problem for the NFL if that's what they go with. I I think it's all we all know it's inevitable. Like COVID is not going away anytime soon. It's going to be around. And what if your star quarterback gets? covid and what happens the you know two days before the game like he's just pulled like i don't know man this you is know those so... recently fired uh xfl players who who they're gonna job be opportunity there's a lot of job opportunities coming for them bergovici is gonna end up taking snaps when uh patrick mahomes gets covid did bergovici oh. actually make an xfl team Oh yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking of AAF. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think he made XFL. Hey, hey, rest in peace. Can we show a little respect to the AAF, right? Uh, <laughs> but Cardell Jones, uh, Josh Johnson, those dudes, they might have a chance. I I, I don't know, man. Like, so it, it's a kind of a scary. I have a weird screen grab right now. My computer's frozen. I look like a fucking creep. I, I I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous for football. I'm a little nervous for college. I think there was 12 players on the Texans, not Texans, excuse me, the uh, Longhorns that tested positive today. You get one of these cases and then kind of, you know, pops up and spreads and it's just going to throw a wild card, especially with betting. And I'm a little nervous with placing my bets early. I'm a big fan of, and Gigi, I think you'll appreciate this. If I see a line and I like it, I'm going to take it early. And then you, you know, you watch it move back and forth or whatever, but it, this is like a little nerve wracking. This is going to delay my betting until like, you know, that uh, hour before when they have the inactives and actives and you're like, 
that's when you're going to start placing your bets. And I think it's going to do a lot of people are going to start doing that. Well, I think what's going to happen is the active inactive thing is going to get pushed to game time because they don't know when a player is going to get a positive result back and they're not going to let them on the field, you know, but I think there's a lot better, a lot more, uh, a lot of money going to live betting than in the past because you don't want to bet. You don't want to bet on a team, like a matchup that you see six days out and then star quarterbacks. Uh, so I think I get you, you can value, but I don't think that's the way to bet NFL this year. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of live betting. I do it obviously on tilt. Like I'll get, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off or whatever. And I start like betting and stuff, but I'm just start, not a huge start drinking the wobbly pops. Yeah, the wobbly pops, dude. A couple of hog pits down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send this bet. You know, then the next turnover will be a safety or, you know, whatever. Something stupid. You know, a thousand to one odds. Um, but I, I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little nervous. And I think the bubble idea will not translate like the NBA thinks it will. The NBA thinks the bubble is going to work out. And there's obviously a whole multitude of problems. I don't think the bubble is going to work out for the NFL. I'm just not, I don't, I'm not, if there's a contingency in place, but the betting part makes me so fucking nervous, man. So fucking nervous, Jeege. If you if you want the if the NBA wants every single player to play every game, that means they have zero contact with the outside world for a hundred percent solution. So like the NBA might be able to do it because there's only twelve guys on each team, but the NFL, it's going to be impossible. There's no way they're not they're not prisoners. You can't make them stay inside the hotel. Yeah, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, other than when they play games. So I don't see it. I don't see how it would be feasible. We got to get, I don't know, Rona to go away. Just Rona go what about away. When they, what about when they go home, too, and they're playing home games? Like, that means their families are going to have to stay home. You know what I mean? Well, like, the NBA is just going to – The bubble the in the NBA is there's no significant others either. Their families oh, really? Are, their families are at home. All the players in our couple of hotels in Orlando. No and, kidding. And there's also a hotline you could snitch out other players on. I swear, <laughs> this is real. You could literally call this hotline and tell on players that are not respecting the bubble. My it's very Los Angeles. Are they gonna have <laughs> are they gonna have like strip clubs on site for Harden? Yeah, but they got <laughs> bubble strippers. Like, dude, you just don't want quarantine strippers too. Yeah, you'd have to hey. get, like, the Super Bowl hey. week strippers like you know the the a list of the country yeah their rates would go up too if they got you know certified as certified corona free, corona free. <laughs> yeah have them on just retainer all the time <laughs> yep Gross. uh back to the nfl i saw that they were kicking around the idea of expanding the practice squads to 16 players to have more that they can move up to the active roster in case yeah. people pop and then even i think it was today or yesterday Sean McVay said, I don't – because they announced that uh, HBO's Hard Knocks is going to be Los Angeles with the Rams and the Chargers. And he came out and said how he doesn't understand still how they're supposed to socially distance but still play football. So, first time in history, two teams on Hard Knocks, as you brought that up just now. How do you guys feel about that? Geez, are you for or against? Do you give a shit about either of those two teams? I think oh well, I watch every hard knocks. I don't care if it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll fucking watch it. But the I I love the idea of two teams, especially two teams from the same city. Even though the Chargers should be in San Diego, I think it's gonna be very interesting. The the different uh, 
style of team. So you watch every season of Hard Knocks is different, and every team has their own way of doing things, and every every coaching staff is different. Yeah, I think the coaches, the Chargers, Anthony Lynn's actually a solid head coach, I believe. So it'll it's different than in the past. Like if you had Norv Turner out there coaching with uh, Sean McVay as someone as his foil, like that'd be embarrassing for him. But uh, I think it's gonna be it'll be interesting to see how deep they can go with it too. Cause like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the TV producers and the crew is going to really get involved with all like the side stories and stuff like that. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the meat and potatoes of hard knocks too, with those like feel good or like you kind of get connected to these players that have these struggles and things and you want them to succeed. And we're not going to, I don't think we're going to have that connection this year. No, but, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it, it'll be interesting. I don't even know if it's going to happen, but I yeah. hope it does. Was it Jared Goss' rookie year that the Rams were on hard knocks? At- yeah, with Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Oh, eight and eight, so Jeff Fisher, man. Back at it again. And that was when they are in, like, mobile trailers and shit because they were still, yeah. they still didn't have, like, a facility and stuff. Yeah. yeah, their training camp was up in Ventura or something, like near where the Cowboys is or whatever. Yeah, man. That was a uh... – God, that was a while back, wasn't it? A couple, three, it was three, four years ago. Four years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, I don't know, man. We'll see. I, I just don't think the bubble's gonna work. My favorite, my favorite tidbit of the whole thing was the players are confined in the bubble, right? Uh, the coaches, all this stuff, but the all of the workers in the Disneyland uh, complex are not, so they can just come and go as they please. So, like, what a fucking dumb <laughs> like variable to be like, yeah, fuck it, you know, whatever. Don't I think if they, if they do a good enough job of isolating them from the players, so if the players don't interact with them, uh, they yeah. get good work. But obviously, they have to eat and stuff. But I don't, I don't, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an epidemiologist, but I don't think Rona transfers. It's not gonna, they're not gonna cough on a fucking burger. They're gonna make it with gloves and masks on and then yeah. serve it. They're gonna leave it outside the player's room or however they do it. I don't think that's how they're gonna get Rona. They're gonna get Rona by bringing in outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. Well, so tis the season that people are working out. I've talked about Kyler Murray earlier in the show. I've texted you guys uh, a, a while back, but uh, Debo Samuel, San Francisco wide receiver, broken foot practicing. You guys hear about this today? Yep. It's a bummer. It's and a, the Eagles, uh, their oh, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Brandon about Brooks? Brandon Brooks. Achilles. And this is always the worst. And we've talked about this uh, probably episode 20 or episode 15, whatever it was, but uh, injuries and wh- what you can sustain injuries to in your core group. But this is like the worst time of year for me because this is the time we want to be a fan. And, you know, like you're fuck, my, you know, the, the Niners got an injury. You're like, God, you just feel like such a shit bag, you know, like being excited that you're, you know, someone got hurt. You know, it's kind of a shitty feeling. Do you, how do you guys think the Niners – I mean, is, is Debo going to be a huge loss for the Niners? He was going to be their number one receiver this uh, yeah. year. So, granted, if any offense can make do without, it's, you know, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's in a game plan. Uh, their running game's pretty elite. and I mean, Garoppolo's not that great a quarterback, so he's not throwing the ball all over the field. I, it's a big – it's obviously a huge – impact but i don't think it's as bad as some like deandre hopkins going down or anything yeah if if you i i think the most i get worked is it hamstring what's the big injury in training camp is it hamstring 
normally hamstrings will happen a lot and then the big one that's always a season under are torn acls acl so normally in training camp there's always that like one week period everyone's kind of holding their breath i don't know if it's a strength and conditioning thing where people just show up unprepared i'm not really sure you know the you know the physical sports science behind it but a, a broken foot he's going to come back i think debo can come back from this right it's it's only a couple months yeah they said he'd be back early season so he'll probably miss like three or four weeks that's kind of the other interesting thing that you brought up is have these players been doing what they're supposed to do during Corona? Have they been working out and shit? You know, the, there's a bunch of fat fucking linemen out there not doing shit, even though they're supposed to. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see which teams actually worked out and got shit done during the virus. So that's another factor. You know, nothing gets done until a deadline basically. A couple of weeks ago, people would have shown up normally to the team facility and worked out, and they would have been like, fuck, I have to be in shape at this time, or the strength condition coach or the coach would have seen me out of shape. and uh, you know, So they would start ramping up their training. There's not this pressure right now, I feel like. There's not this deadline for these people to be in shape and be ready. I coming, think I- coming from a king procrastinator, like if I don't have a deadline, I'm not, I'm not doing shit, you know? Like, yeah, I thought you were talking about me. I'm like, yeah, you. No, no, no. That's no, me. I, that's I am me. the king procrastinator. <laughs> I love it. But like, that's the thing. Like, so when eventually they do open up, I'm afraid that we're going to see a lot of injuries and not a freak accident like Diva breaking his foot or something dumb, but like these ACL, or these hammies or these season ending things where people are showing up and kind of putting it all on the line just because they're like, holy fuck, I, I wasn't, ex- I wasn't working out like I should have been. I shouldn't, you know, I, I'm just, this is going to be a weird season. And I think we should be kind of, ready for that you know absolutely it's gonna be shitty i think i I do think though that the public the general public will accept a b plus product this year compared to every other year like if a bunch of guys get injured that sucks but like i if they're playing football fuck it i don't care i love it i love it boobs what's the movie you may have seen this one with uh god keanu reeves is it the replacements the replacements yeah i fucking watch the replacements this year i, I don't give a shit give me some scabs yeah. exactly scabs, baby yeah. that's yeah. where the xfl guys come into play <laughs> just put a fucking jersey on and i'll root for you dude i don't care i love it yeah baba how's that how's indy looking uh there are a lot of spam messages on here from the same like hit me up at you know curvygirls.com or whatever it is i haven't even grabbed any of them because we're we're not going to honor that i feel like there's a couple others we had some spam ones last time is there like an infiltration to our podcast they know how many people the tens of people listen to this podcast and they just yeah i think they've hacked it they see an increase in traffic to the craigslist site for the city we choose somehow they've determined probably via some proprietary algorithm where Gigi's going to throw the dart and hit yep. the map. Yep. It makes it sense. hacked his brain. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame, but so I have to, <laughs> I have to weed through a lot of garbage. There are a lot of posts. Like I've been working my way through it this whole time. And I'm still only to like June 15th. Oh, okay. Well, so there's a lot of posts, but most of them, like 90% of them are the same spam one. And it's like you're, it keeps saying you have a better chance of hitting the Powerball than meeting anyone on here. But, you know, hit me up at this curvydrills.com or whatever the fucking email address is. I would love to meet this guy that falls for that. You know what? This person's right. 
I'll go to curvygirls.com and find out what she has to offer me. Yeah. <laughs> Pornhub like, is free, bro. Everything's <laughs> coming up, Millhouse. He's like, I got curvygirls.com and I got a sweet Nigerian prince who's about to give me $10 million. A lot of coals in the fire, baby. A lot of coals in the fire. <laughs> so, uh, Jeej, next week, big, big podcast next week. I'm going to put a little plug in. I want a three-way team, three-team parlay next week from you. So figure it out, something even money on each of them. And then I want our listeners to, if they nail it, and then some sort of tiebreaker, you know, make, make a point total or something. So three-team parlay, tiebreaker, uh, NFL gift shop, whatever jersey you want, Three Beers 2 is going to buy it for you. So the winner gets whatever jersey they want, Three Beers 2. But Gigi next week will give his Gigi three locks of the week, three team parlay. You have to nail it. And then if you do nail it and someone else ties you, get the tiebreaker, win it, jersey for you from Three Beers 2. So, Gigi, you're on the hook for that. Not not to buy it, but to make the three team parlay or to make any parlay. You give <laughs> us talking, the odds. Are we talking NFL, NFL games? Anything. It could be golf. I was about be, to say the only things going no, no, it's are gonna be soccer and golf. Soccer, give me Korean soccer, baseball. give me golf, give me K- Korean KBL. baseball. I dabbled a little bit, didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> give me some Korean baseball. Give me something that people would bet on, close to even money. So it, you know, people want to go either way, and then uh, or whatever. I don't give a shit. Give a give a long, give one long a, shot. A three team parlay that pays even money. No, no, just no. And I'm saying like give three different, uh, three different bets, right? Or you know, uh, golf is uh, maybe a little tough with that. Yeah, golf sure is tough. Can... You can do matchups, but I'll figure something out. G- give me something. Th- okay. Give me three different bets that they have to hit all three <clears throat> bets, and then uh, somehow give me like a tiebreaker. I'm not sure if golf you can do this like an over and under on a or you know a number for close like what the person shot or something as a tiebreaker. I'm not sure if that's a thing, but uh, right. do that. So, and listeners, that, start studying EPL. EPL. That's English Premier League. All right. Super easy. You'll get your jersey before the season starts. And uh, that's awesome. I think it's a good giveaway. That is our giveaway coming up. You have to listen to this episode, though, to find out about the, pod, about the, uh, about the contest. So, next episode, we're just gonna, you're just going to give me the, uh, the three different lines, and that's it. So, it's exciting stuff, guys. Love How, it. What's up? Love it. Love it. Me too. I'm excited, man. Three beers, two. We're back. We're ready to go, man. We're talking about beer, sports, and uh, misconnections. Who cares, right? That's all we do. And yeah, micro peanut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a little beer recap real quick. My hazy little thing. It's making my brain a little hazy. I'm giving away a fucking jersey for some reason. So that's, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I'm off my brain. It was good. It's a standard. I've had it several times before. I'm not going to review it. Uh, Boo Boo, how's the truly? <laughs> um honestly i wish i would have just uh poured another gin and tonic so it, i mean it's not bad you know it's your standard issue lime truly but uh but yeah man um i uh, might have to make a trip to the uh the the fridge in just a second to get another gin and tonic under my belt do it jeege tell me about that uh that red was it was it called again it's a irish not irish red it's a mermaid. mermaid's hoppy red mermaid's hoppy, hoppy. red yeah it was a Really good. Like, as I said before, it's kind of a different beer. You don't see a lot of red ales that are hoppy. They're usually pretty malty. So it has that malt to it, but it's also got that little kick of hops. Not too much, not too much, but it's a little kick of hops to uh, change it up a bit. I like it. Would you drink it again? Absolutely. 
All right. I like it. Fab. It's okay. It's not my favorite cider of all time. It's all right. Uh, Fab, what's your top cider of all time? I was going to say, what's your top and bottom cider? (laughs) Uh, Not this one. Uh, what's the big what's the big cider you know god angry orchard angry orchard that's the one Uh, angry balls right angry i've had some other two towns that are pretty good and then uh i can't think of the names of them what's the irish one oh uh that's decent i don't know yeah that one's not bad uh is it strongbow Strongbow is one of them. Strongbow is one, yeah. I think there's a different Irish one. It's obviously like the label color is green. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> but no, there's a yeah, there's a cider place in North Park that's pretty good. They have them all on draft. Bivouac. Bivouac, yeah. I Shout out to Bivouac. The there. I actually like some of their ciders. Would you drink that cider again, Pat? Would I? Yes. Would I explore other options? Yes. All right, last beers. And then we'll get into misconnections. Introduce your beers, gin and tonics, Trulies. I don't give a shit. I am drinking the Mind Haze. I think I've talked about it one time, or maybe it was on Beers to Buffalo, one of the premier oh. podcasts of Buffalo sports teams. In the Three Beers Two family. In the Three Beers Two family. Check it out, Beers to Buffalo. Also giving away something next episode. Check that out. But I'm drinking the Mind Haze IPA. It's from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Absolutely delicious. Doesn't look like much. Kind of like a weird dream. But I think it's uh, 6.2%. Nothing crazy. I'm not getting weird tonight, boys. (laughs) Actually, I had had another hazy IPA that was 9% earlier. Oh, dude. And and some fireball. So um, I'm in a weird state of mind right now. That's awesome. You're not getting weird. You already are weird. I'm a little hazy. All right. Dude, I... uh, Oh, boobs, boobs. Give me some. Boobs. So, uh, since moving to the great state of Texas, um, I got into some cowboy shows, you know, to try to fit in with the locals out here. And I started watching, uh, Yellowstone. Great show, by the way. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. So, um, in that show, they drink bullet rye. And, uh, as you guys, you boys know, we've been, we've been, uh, had our fair share of, uh, liquors together. Uh, you know, I have an affinity for book for, uh, bullet rye, but, uh, I hadn't bought any in a while, so I think I'm gonna dip into the old liquor cabinet and get a little little bullet rye. Under Isn't my it belt, French so. for boulet? Boulet, yeah, potentially French for bullet. Yeah. Everyone knows rye whiskey or originated in France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, bourbon. Hello, hello, uh, Kentucky, France. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, old Kentucky. <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Uh, Fab, what do you? I see the uh, violet going down there pretty easy, but uh, what's your last? Yeah. What, last uh, Bear Republic Racer Five IPA. Ooh. That is a kind of a fun, like uh, you know, draw. Like your child's like six years old and he's drawing a picture. That was a really neat little bottle art there. Yeah, it's old school. It's a yellow circle with a big five in it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like, like the hood of a race car. Or something. Yeah, no, exactly I like it. Exactly on a, like a local racetracks. Yeah, you know, little dirt track in Texas, maybe. Car. Yeah. Oh, Friday Night Lights. Oh, uh, but it's seven point five. Okay, uh, okay. It's respect. Good one. It's one of the first IPAs I ever had, actually, way back when. I love it. And Gigi, did you give yours yet? I can't remember. I have not. 
So I don't know if we've had a green beer yet, but rounding out the Roy G. Biv as the <laughs> Islander IPA from Coronado Brewing Company. So really getting original with my brewing companies. Same thing. But uh, it's a West Coast style India Pale Ale. This is their, I believe this is their original IPA. They have a bunch of different ones now, but yeah. I think the Islander IPA was CBC's original IPA. So they have a, a great assortment of IPAs there. Big they do. They do. Of CBC. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to CBC. Please sponsor us. We, we're desperate for cash. Weren't you a part of their mug mug club, Hog? Hi. I'm still a part of the mug still, club. It's a still lifetime active, membership. Yeah. Still an active part of the mug club. They're just not allowed to travel right now. So <laughs> I'll see you soon. All right. Um, are you guys ready for some misconnections? Hell yeah. Let's do it. I can't wait to watch Boo Boo's face. Hell yeah, brother. Oh yeah, brother. Boo Boo, are you on the toilet right now? I know. <laughs> no, I'm uh, pouring a drink, so I have my phone on the counter, so that's why I look all funny. I thought I was on the floor between your legs. <laughs> We've all been there, man. We've all oh, been in man. this fucking weird spot. Yeah. This is great. This is great radio, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works. All right, Fab. Give me some misconnections, babe. <laughs> All right, uh, this one uh, from just south of Butler University, titled Leave Your Choice. And again, these are from Indianapolis, Indiana. Looking for a man that wants to unclog pipe. We could trade or you just unclog and leave your choice. Please put age and size to rule out spam. I host at Motel. Only real guy knock me. My kick, Carol8536. Just the classic post. So Carol's classic three bears post. Yep. This is K- Carol. 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 She has some plumbing C- issues A- in her motel. It's, it's weird she doesn't call the front desk, but a yeah, license she's going. Out, she's going for outside help. So that's- oh. I was trying to see this from a bubbles point of view, but there, there really isn't any. Like there's nothing. Who? No. Yeah, you call yeah, the front and- desk. You would call the front desk <laughs> if there was an issue with the cable and they called a cable specialist that would be believable you know you the fix yeah, cable? I'm, I'm the cable yeah that's why i'm the cable <laughs> <laughs> i'm expert i have a cable problem <laughs> you seem all plugged up uh, <laughs> gross uh, so anyway it kind of a, a desperation post yeah posts. that's a good yeah. old fashioned three beers two yeah. it's a right it's there. a good yeah, starter standard. it's a good starter yeah, yeah. So yeah, pipes, that's the uh, vernacular in uh, Indianapolis. All right, another one, get together buds, wanting to hang with another masculine buddy on occasion. No nonsense, rub one out every now and then. Is that like one of the things where you, you're rubbing yourself out or you help, you know? I think it's just like a team sport. Are you doing the Dutch rudder? Dutch like, rudder is possibility. Dutch rudder, yeah. So it's not... It's not weird if you're not t- doing it yourself. So it's not weird if you are doing it yourself, but you know, <laughs> zero eye contact, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of important. The like, eye contact is definitely important in this, at least at this post, I feel. Or you just talking about stories. I talk about football, glory days, and casually. <laughs> so, <them out. laughs> you, you joke, but there were some guys on my football team who I never participated in this, but they insisted that <laughs> they did where they would show a certain type of movie on a TV 
and lay down next to each other and put a, a pillow sideways, like vertically between the two of them. And then just have a very unique, uh, I guess you would call it bonding experience. Hands to themselves. Like they would keep them hands to themselves, but they would uh, both be cranking, so to speak, right next to each other at the same time. Interesting to bring that up in uh, this bubble thing we're talking about. Is the is uh, LeBron and uh, the Brow going to get next to each other with a pillow between them? To God, be well, so aggressive. Yeah, they're they're roughly proportional to each other, so they'd still be able to maintain eye contact. Do you go like you go this head? Both your heads on pillows on the same side, or do you go you know feet to head, head to feet? No, you're both facing the same way because you're watching a TV. You just have a mm. pillow okay. like in between, like vertical, like a vertical pillow. Yeah. Very competitive but, guys. First one to finish wins. Is that how that works? I, you know, I didn't really ask that many questions, but yeah, that's it's like, whoa, bro, I have this idea. What do we call that? The Great Wall? <laughs> the, great yeah, I think wall. the Great Wall Challenge. <laughs> you bring the brick, I'll supply the mortar. One guy's, <laughs> one guy's the Chinese, one guy's the the Mongolian, the Huns, the Mongolian, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, missing a lady to motorcycle ride with West. Hi, I am looking for a lady that likes to ride motorcycles. I am looking for this weekend, or maybe you have your own bike and would like a riding friend. I am older and looking for a non-smoker. Thanks. Well, okay. First of all, you fucking every motorcycle riding chick is probably a smoker. That's a thing, right? Yeah. I don't think there's many women who don't smoke cigarettes and ride motorcycles. Uh, what if what if she uh, just throws in a huge Chauncey every now and again? I was thinking the same that, as I think. I was like, dips fine, but smoking's yeah. out. Yeah, is that is that how it goes? I don't know, man. This person a, is concerned about ability. lung cancer. Does not care about jaw cancer yeah. at all. But a, lung cancer is a non-starter. So. A, a Chauncey Billups and a chick is just a no a non-starter. <laughs> man, just uh, a big Chauncey really. <laughs> uh, boobs, you ride motorcycles on a uh, not a, yeah. number, a a percentage of how do I put this? Are there hot female motorcycle riders out there? I, I'm not really sure. I so I haven't had a whole lot of interaction with the motorcycle community, so I haven't gotten involved with clubs per se. So, um, but um, talking with buddies who you know, uh, interact with, fem- you know, being me being married, I don't get a whole lot of, uh, interaction with single females on that level, but they, uh, they tell me that they have a lot of pretty girls who are interested in riding on motorcycles, but not, yeah, not riding them, their own motorcycle, their own. So, not you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So do you I don't, do the I don't thing know. where you put your, your hand down and you like do the little motorcycle high. Is that a thing? Oh, the, yeah. The, the low, the oh, low yeah, kind of piece. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's kind of like a, a Harley rule, I guess. Like I, I, the first time I rode with my buddy, um, kind of in, you know, quote unquote formation, he was like doing the little peace sign down and away. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I need to need to do that. And I'm like a beginner rider and my handlebar, I'm like, yeah. I, like I don't want to let go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, now, you know, now I, you got to do it, I guess. So for those of you listening at home, we were all seizing on zoom pretending to <laughs> <laughs> having a seizure while <laughs> running a motorcycle and giving a yeah. down loan away. So yeah, <laughs> that's good to know. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if this guy's going to find his, uh, I don't know if this is the right spot. Just motorcycles only.com. Maybe untapped resource you could use. You know, it's interesting because 
it the way he wrote the ad, it was just for somebody to ride motorcycles with. But the specific of looking for a non-smoker makes you think he's looking for an actual relationship. Because I would think, I'm no expert, but I would think that while you're riding motorcycles, most people are incapable of keeping a cigarette lit. I don't know. Well, but my thoughts are my thoughts are if they pull over to a nice eatery on Route 66 or wherever they're riding their, their hogs, do, they, he doesn't want to sit in the smoking section, maybe. And does, if they're just hanging out, having a beer, he doesn't want to sit in the smoking section. Yeah. Maybe he's allergic to smoke and doesn't want to go Route 69 and his, you know, Johnson break out. Could be. Could be. That was a long one. That was a lot of stuff. I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's staying in the podcast, okay? So that's going to make the final. Got to keep that. Got to keep that. (laughs) Route 69. Because she smokes. and Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) From Fisher's Carmel in the area. I need six to 10 inches with large loads for me. I'll stop by. Then you just lay back and relax and get drained. Show me what you got guys. Leave a deposit or make a withdrawal is okay by me. I will take my time and I never leave a mess. Bye. I think that was pretty, <laughs> pretty straightforward on that one. Yeah, this guy's a banker, uh, Bubbles would say, and, uh, you know, six to ten inches. So you have those big – I got nothing. Those tubes, the, the <laughs> sucking tubes that you yeah, put okay. in the, the – that you deposit money with. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? The drive-through? You save me. Drive-through? Yeah. vacuum tubes. Vacuum tubes, yeah. Those and things are so, – by the way, those things are so fucking awesome. When I was a little yeah, kid and my parents would go to – going to the bank. Exactly. Little kid, we stop by the bank. with the sucker in it because yeah. they knew that you were in the car. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Sorry, childhood. So cool. That's a technology that hasn't changed either, too. They still fucking use it, and it's still awesome. I'm gonna. But I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in 20 years. Like, right? Because when was the last time you guys like went to the bank with eight different checks on a deposit slip? Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) But you know what, though? What up? Give me no. So I remember uh, as a kid, um, my parents belonged to Bank of America. My friend's parents belonged to Wells Fargo. And I got really jealous because Wells Fargo had the little sucker machines and I never got to experience that. (laughs) And I was like, I wanted my parents to go to Wells Fargo just for the little sucker machine. So have you never, (laughs) you've never done it in 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 real life? Nope. Never. Damn. That's, that's like a deep childhood experience that I had that I'm I'm never going to (laughs) forget. Cause you (laughs) put the tube in, then you close the little door and it hangs there just for a second and it goes, no, nope, right. never like, did it. You're like, where the nope. fuck did that go? It went straight up in the air. How does that work? <laughs> it reminds me of a. Uh, you remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with like Shredder, his little machine, his little like yeah. digger. It would like pop up and it, the little door would open and Shredder would come out and like ruin the day. It reminds oh, me of dude. a little Shredder mobile, dude. Yeah. It. Oh man, what a great, what a great reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fun job to be like, yeah, I'm the guy who installs the vacuum tubes at banks. I test. I have to test them at least a hundred times before I know they're they're working right. And he like runs inside. (laughs) 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 Good. Someone gets paid to do that. Oh god. All right. Uh, This is a somewhat actual misconnection from Hamilton Town Center. C E M T E R. I'm willing to bet if we looked on Google Maps in Indianapolis, we'd see a Hamilton Town Center, but this one is the Hamilton Town Center. 
Maybe that's Cemetery. slang for cemetery. I don't know. Ooh, All right. Morbidly. Anyone know that professor type book reader at Tex-Mex? He likes Tex-Mex at HTC, which I think is short for Hamilton Town Center. Seems like a fun mid-40s guy with style. Anyone know anything about him? I'd like to at least hang out with him just to get to know him. And bonus would be to ride in that German car he drives. Ooh, this is a little stocky. Right? Yeah, just a bit that this guy is bookish, 40s with great style, drives a German car, and really likes the Tex-Mex spot. Yeah. So what's he driving? You think Audi, BMW? What? Yeah, one of those two. I'd go to Volkswagen. You gotta go Volkswagen. Beetle. I want to drive in that Golf. He's driving a 78 Beetle. He's wearing a tweed jacket with elbow pads. (laughs) Jacket? Uh, he's he's, he's got to be a professor he's got to be a professor he's a professor yeah obviously he's the the professor does the professor know this other person exists though doesn't sound like it no way not in the least he's a professor because who else at hamilton town center would be reading a book you know like obviously (laughs) this guy's a professor doesn't make any sense have you seen (laughs) this have you seen those uh, fake book covers people put on their books to like in oh, yeah. public places like how to deal with like my enormous dick or like, right. <laughs> like, like crazy <laughs> fucking book covers? Dude. <laughs> I always thought it was like a Mark Twain book cover so you could just look at porn in your book. Oh yeah, it was the opposite of that. Yeah, that's like, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Twain. It goes both ways. Huckleberry Do they even make print porn anymore? Is that a thing? Uh, like Playboy or Hustler or whatever. Playboy doesn't even show like I think they show like boobs. Vagine. Now. I don't think they show the vagine anymore. I I haven't seen a Playboy mag in a long time. Rest in peace, Playboy. Hustler shows it all though. Oh yeah. Dirty stuff too. Dirty stuff. And with that note, we'll move on to Carmel, Indiana. <laughs> Stephanie in or around Carmel. You came to my bar a few months ago and liked something you tried more than what you and your husband had tried a few days before. We talked for a little while, and I'm not sure if there was more to it on your end, but I can't get you out of my head. Chances are slim you read this and thought the same, but if so, dot, 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 tell me something you remember about me. This is straight up, like, that's going in deep, y'all. What if yeah, the husband's so, on there and he, like, sees that shit? The so is this, a- this is a bartender trying to get Stephanie who came in and with her husband has been to this bar a couple of times in the past few days. Mm. So is this a female or a male? Oh, that's a great question. Stephanie, I'm guessing is female as far as the the bartender. bartender. No, the bartender. Yeah. If it was a chick bartender, it sounds like she wants to meet them as a couple. But if it's a male bartender, just trying to have her cheat on her bone. husband then yeah that's a little bone yeah yeah i'm not a huge fan of that one but there's not enough we don't know enough you know i just like that it's when you and your husband came in you tried something but when you came in by yourself and it was just you and me you liked that one more as though like this bartender has better taste than the husband or brings out the best in stephanie do you think oh, it's, it's gonna be is, a guy then do you think it's something is like honestly as innocent as like the husband ordered Bud Lights, and then when she came back, she got a Coors Light. She's like, "This is better." And he's like, yeah. "She wants to fuck." And, and the bartender's like, "I can show you the." 
hands are emulsion like shaker. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's just got a row of domestic light loggers oh. ready to go. <laughs> domestic you know she light loggers. Like she ordered a whiskey sour or something, and then like he threw a, a an, an egg in there or something when his her husband wasn't there. Like, oh, you like that froth? Okay, you like yeah. that? You like yeah. that? Got plenty more where that came from, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. No, really, we've got dozens of eggs. No, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a chicken coop in the back. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. All right, it, it is Indiana. It is. Facts. Sorry. In Indianapolis, if you got them, show them. If you have, if Obviously. you have you, I want to see them. Let them out, show the natural beauty of while they are out and need attention, I can help with that too. Is that, that's what? This is a third grader. Yeah. Pull your tits out, I want to see. This is an elementary schooler, you're on it. This is an elementary yeah. schooler that wants to see that someone's tits. Boo-boo yeah, he, he, he just the... figured out how to do the boobs on the calculator. <laughs> is that 80085? Yeah. Yeah, but there was like yeah, a calculation yeah. for it though. Like, oh, she yeah, had eight was, operations. With, whatever. And it was Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit me, baby, one more time. And then you turn it upside down and it said, "Oh, that well, yeah, yeah. double is... hockey sticks." Yeah. That one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but this kid's taking it to the next level. But yeah. there was like, it's just like to no girl in particular. Just now, like, everyone. To be fair, you. we don't know if it's aim towards a guy or a girl we don't know what it exactly. is all it says is if you got them yeah. show them if you have you i want to see them so we could be talking about boobs we could be talking about balls we could be talking about feet Ooh. let's be honest though i'm a big they're no balls are no mantelpiece so <laughs> <laughs> you don't see too many what are those like uh, what are the what's the type of painting where the girls are like it's a really nice painting, but the girls are like naked. French Renaissance, something or other. Yeah, right. There's no French Renaissance like ball painting. <laughs> You're telling me Leo didn't get on a couch on the Titanic and pose for eight? Paint me like one of your French boys, <laughs> and he's just squeezing them to make them like. <laughs> he's tucking his dick behind his balls so they're. <laughs> Would you do me? <laughs> I'd do. I'd fuck me. <laughs> He shows her the goat. (laughs) Goat ref. Fab. Fab appreciates the goat ref. You gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's a good reference. Waiting. Waiting. What a great movie. Waiting, dude. Don't go to a restaurant after you watch that movie. The the Femunda cheese. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. It was Um, because that waiting was what Justin Long. Dane Ryan Cook in his right? heyday. Remember, Dane Cook had about fifteen seconds of yeah. fame. Fifteen. Uh, the minutes. The dude who's in like he's in a hundred different movies. He was the other cook who worked with Dane Cook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who set him up for the goat? He's yeah. not a B-list actor. He's like a C-list actor. You know. He's yeah. Like, but he's in like everything. Everything. You know, yeah. 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 Anger management. He's got the question mark <sighs> mustache. Yeah. <Shut>. Anger <laughs> management, dude. That's a fucking classic right there. I love it. I love it. Show your tits. Show your balls. Enjoy it. Give me a goat. I want to see it. Batwing me. I wouldn't be upset if I was walking to fucking Chick Fil A and I saw a goat. Like I'd be like, God damn it, it's a goat. But it'd be cool. Like, whatever, bro. Like you goated me. You got me. You got me, man. Nice work. 
you'd go out at me. You'd go out. As long as the universe sets me up with a nice pair of tits at some point, you know, like just just equal it out somewhere. <laughs> Paying it forward. I looked at your scrotum. That's fine. <laughs> Why am I saying these things? I don't know. Continue, oh, please man. continue. Call a housekeeper because we've got housekeeping for men. I am a traveling housekeeper, in parentheses, head doctor, LOL. I do have my own cleaning supplies. If you need services, just reply with a number. It's totally simple. No scams here. Just read between the lines. I can clean whatever you need, trust me, or drain whatever pipe. It's my personal mail. Please contact me, maturelost8 at gmail.com. So... It's not that simple. You have to read between the lines, which she made pretty simple at the end, but with her email address. But that's a that's a talented housekeeper. She can clean pipes too. And the head. Yep. The head. <laughs> she can clean not what I want this to go with. Person can clean whatever you need or drain whatever pipe. So No, that's what it is, yes. So she's a certified plumber as well. And she's yeah. just a jack of all trades, basically. So what if you just like wanted to like have some money disposable income you want to fuck with this person you you just jam some like weird shit down like your toilet and she shows up and you're like hey like no for real like here's a fucking plunger and you <laughs> yeah. and you go take care of this like, the advertisement said you could drain any pipe i need this pipe drain my main out, my like main sewer pipe. drain my main sewer drain runs out to the street it's clogged can you dig up my front yard <laughs> Find the find the the crack in the clay pipe or cast iron. Replace it with PVC, please. That's what I need done. Like, listen, it sounds you're like you have twenty pounds. Experience. How the fuck are you gonna do this? Like, yeah. what the hell? Is, why why are you dressed like that? Where the fuck is your boots? Yeah, it said you came with your own supplies. I see a severe lack of pipe wrenches. I don't know how you're gonna get this done. <laughs> pipe wrenches. Oh, oh dude, oh. I'm gonna report you to the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> Let me talk to you, man. Are you are yeah. you PVB certified? <laughs> are you on Angie's I, list as well? I couldn't find you on Angie's. Yes, was, yeah, oh. probably doesn't even have liability insurance. Yep. Nope. Just send her away. All right. Uh, this one is in Indianapolis. Are you pregnant and need some attention? Oh. If so, then I'm your guy. Pregnant women are gorgeous. If there are any pregnant women out there, I'd love to meet you and pamper you and more. Winky smiley face. Winky smiley face. Oh, that's the goodness. fetish. There so, if there's any three beers to like contributors, listeners, yada yada yada, that have no pregnant women who are in need of some pampering, uh, hit this person up. Anybody? Stick to the internet, man. That's fucked up. <laughs> She's probably with a significant other, bro. Coming from Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it hits home now. Yeah, it, do, it does hit home now. Yeah. Oh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the next one. Cool. Uh, Indianapolis. Ron Weber or Mark, his friend. Looking for Ron Weber or his friend Mark that worked at Link Belt Chain Plant on South Belmont Avenue. Ron worked in the shipping room office and took a job with a carrier in California. Then I hear he moved to Florida with another company. If you have any contact information on either Ron or Mark, please contact me. Thank you. There is a reward for information that helps me find either of them. Please help. Hmm. I think Ron Weber 
probably got this chick pregnant and she has a child whose last name is Weber. Classic. Or he's just on the lamb and this is like the Indianapolis yeah. Sheriff Department. <laughs> that was my other thought. But oh, that's a, like that's a creative. One. Yeah, that, that's actually really good. Yeah, like a turn DJ in your, turn in your cocaine. Told yeah. me that they would uh, in like certain gas stations, they would be like, uh, they would have a wanted person up, but instead of saying wanted, it would say like this person with a picture of them is lost. Please help us find them. And then people would like call the police department that they didn't realize was a police number and be like, oh yeah, I just saw him. He's fine. He's at this address. <laughs> oh my god, that's. <laughs> You know they're doing that kind of shit. I don't know if that necessarily is it, but they're definitely online pretending to be people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many more you got there, Fab? Uh, Last one. All right. This one titled Mutual Hands. (laughs) Meet up, mutual place, and enjoy each other's hands. 20 to 50 white guys. If you have thought about this and it makes you hard, then let's try it. Message me on my nine one zero nine three nine eight four three five. Thank you for putting that number out there because I just want someone to text this person. Yeah. Um, but do you think they're just like for the listeners? I'm taking my hands together. Just kind of like hand flirting, a lot of hand flirting. That's what. That's all that is. Right? Uh, emphasis on the hands. My question, and it's kind of like the same one uh, that I've asked about certain establishments that I've seen that advertise 40 plus international dancers. I'm wondering, is that 40 unique international dancers or are they all international dancers that are over the age of 40? In this case, when it says 20 to 50 white guys, is it white guys who are between the ages of 20 and 50 or are there 20 to 50 white guys all holding hands at the same time? If I show up and there's only 18 white guys there i'm fucking leaving bro yeah. and they better all be 35 Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just i feel like we've had a lot of this weird like um hand you know only type of pillow in the middle watching your videos i, I just it's just weird man i don't indy's got a, a strange vibe about it you know not a whole yeah. lot of actual misconnections either usually no. i saw you at the come and go on 24th and <laughs> Adams go. you're wearing a blue top with a white bottom you were with your you remember me child. yeah <laughs> tell me what brand of sunglasses I was wearing <laughs> oh Andy that's so true yeah I mean we had a misconnection from a trailer park and then somebody stalking some professor reading a book at a Tex-Mex spot and yeah. that was it yeah. that, that's, that's indie summed up right there everything else is just want to you know jerk off with me classic 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 indie hog I got some pics for you babe the Jeej. here we go hog alright so RBC kicked off today. First round's done. Live betting. The, okay, I'm going to give you a couple guys who are at minus four. So they're three back from the leader at minus seven. It's still definitely in the hunt with three rounds to go. But there's some heavy hitters in here. You got Brooks Kepka at, oh, yeah. at 25 to one to cover that three stroke spread and uh, win the tournament. And then I got Ricky Fowler, even more value at 33 to one. I also have one long shot for you. Kevin Kisner, Southern boy from from uh, South Carolina, 
He's at he's only four back, and he's at fifty to one. So those are my three live bets for the RBC uh, golf tournament going on that I think have some value. That is not for our parlay. Just so no, no. This is this for, is just for you. The... Ask for picks yep. for the tournament. Will this you week. send me? Uh, can you send me a picture of those or send me a text with those? Yeah, I'll take a screenshot. Yeah, I'm gonna put them on the old because uh, I'm not getting this out till like Saturday or actually Monday. I'll put this out. But, uh... Whatever. They're probably not gonna win, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I'm gonna put it on our social media though right now. Uh, Hammer the Brooks, twenty-five to one. Hammer Brooks. Hammer it. Is uh is old D Shambeau in the uh in the running at all? He is. Uh, I think he's three or four back as well. But his new power fucking launch game that he does does not fit this course at all. And he even said it in his post round interview. He's like, because they're at the, everyone's been jerking Bryson off about he's gaining forty pounds and twenty miles an hour club head speed all this crap, and he hits the ball like three hundred fifty yards on his drives, which is insane. But he even said in his post-round interview, like, yeah, I had to tone it back a little bit. This course doesn't really fit my bombs or whatever he called it. He didn't use bombs. He's not Phil Mickelson cool. But um, so I don't I don't think he's going to pull out and get the win just because he's he's been hitting some three woods and irons off the tee, which is not his game now. So yeah. he's, he's put so much attention into his driver. So I don't see him covering it, but. You never know. So what's the uh, what's the gameplay with this course then? I mean, you're talking about his bombs. Is he hitting the ball too high? Because I've heard that's a lot of the Brooks Kepka's problem as well. He just hits the ball too high for really high winds. Well, yeah, there's there is some winds, but the course is really narrow and there's a lot of hazards. So there's lakes, uh, creeks, there's out of bounds. So you have to keep the ball in play. The last tournament at Colonial, you could he could bomb it around over the corner of a dog like over the trees. The trees were a lot lower there in Texas. Yeah. The trees at uh, Harbor Town are a lot taller, and they're a lot more closer to the, the fairway, if you will. So okay. It doesn't suit his bomb and gouge game. All right, boys. Thanks for joining me. Three beers, too. I love you. No, thanks for having us. Next yeah, week, the biggest podcast, the biggest giveaway we have. Join us. Three beers, too. See you, boys. So. See ya. I don't know how to stop.